Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Coco Express, part of the Blog Talk Radio Network. Your host on the Coco Express is Aurelia Lyles. She's all about keeping it real. Great guests, interesting topics, so get on board. Listen, learn, live. Good evening, good evening, and welcome to the Cobra Express Show for Monday, August 25th, 2014. It's me again, Aurelia, and I just want to thank you all for joining us tonight. The title of the show tonight is called Stages of a Star, and if many of you are into stars and astrology and astronomy and all that good stuff, um, you will know that a star has a life cycle just like a human has a life cycle, and it's interesting. A star can go into two different directions, much like we can go into two different directions. And I wanted to kind of like talk about a particular direction that a star can go in. You know, it starts out as you know, nebula. And it can go in either direction of an average star or a massive star. And we're going to talk about the massive star tract. And the massive star tract is really interesting because Mass Star Track, I'm giving you the condensed version. I'm not going to give you the scientific version because I am neither a scientist nor an astronomer. I'm maybe saying that wrong. And um, so the uh, Mass Star Track is, it, it starts out as a nebula and then it goes to Mass Star Track and it goes to Red Supergiant. And then from there, supernova, and the supernova splits, and it goes into the neutron stage or the neutron star or the black hole. Now, much like our lives, we have a choice to make in which directions we want to go. And we can be just an average person, or we can be something really special, massive. And our guest today, she is a massive star. Um, our guest today is Kathy Sledge. She's a Renaissance woman. She's a singer, songwriter, author, producer, manager, Grammy-nominated music icon whose boundless creativity and passion has garnered praise from critics and a legion of fans from all over the world, and I happen to be one of them. Her artistic triumphs encompass chart-topping hits, platinum albums, and successful forays into several genres of popular music. Through her multifaceted solo career and her legacy as an original vocalist in the group Sister Sledge, which included her lead vocals and worldwide anthems like We Are Family and He's the Greatest Dancer. She's inspired millions of listeners across generations. Kathy is currently traversing into rich reign with her critically acclaimed show, The Bright Side of Day, a tribute to Billie Holiday, plus studio projects that span elements of R&B, rock, and indeed, she has reached a fascinating juncture in her journey, but her journey is not over, it is just beginning. So please allow me the opportunity and the honor to bring to you Ms. Kathy Sledge. Hello. Hello. Hi, Aurelia. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you this evening? I'm doing wonderful. I really am. There's been some really cool things going on, and I'm very excited. And I have to tell you, I am such a a huge fan of your work, Sister Sledge. It's just, for me, this is just an honor. This is really an honor. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Now, we're going to talk, I was talking about the stages of a star, the actual stars are in the mm-hmm. sky, and how it's parallel to the stages of our lives, our life cycle. And mm-hmm. you, you know, your career kind of follows those stages, so to speak. I mean, tell us how you began your journey. Wow, that's a long story. <laughs> but, um <laughs> I actually, you know, I always parallel, I guess, my age and my life to the same as Michael growing up on stage and growing up singing with my siblings. And um, I think I can actually say I've been singing for a lifetime 
So, and, and I actually, I always, I'm proud of that. I feel like it, there's nothing like experience and there's nothing like, like just being there. And music has always been a part of my life. And um, I pretty much, of course, um, at the height of my success with my sisters, with We Are Family, and, and touring with them, and then moved on to um, some amazing projects that I'm doing now at this place in my life. I'm very excited about um, the one-woman show with my musicians, um, a band called Somebody Tell Jill and the Chop Horns. And we have put together an amazing production about Billie Holiday. People say I bring her to life on stage, so I thought, you know, if that's the case, then let's just take you there and propel you to the 40s with the amazing music and what would it be like if you could step back in time and there's Billy on stage with Louis Jordan and the, and the Timpani Five and mm-hmm. Louis Armstrong. And anyway, it's, it's it's very exciting. This is one of the exciting projects that, that I have on my plate right now. Okay, that's interesting. So um, I understand that you have always loved the music of that era. What got you into loving the music of that era so much? Loving music of that era. I think the, the era, the Billy lyrics. Yeah, no. the '40s era. Yeah, mm-hmm. my mom used to always say she felt like I was from that era. <laughs> um, of course, Billy Holiday, you know, had died by the time I was born. But um, I think that I think the lyrics are just something that I gravitate towards in any kind of music, and the music. And the lyrics of that era to me are like love letters, especially, of course, the ballads. And then the music is just so prolific, all of it. I think it's um, some of the great legends that have paved the way for us. A lot of them are from that era. So we get a chance to just give them their accolades and lift them up. And Yeah, I think it's it's very exciting. That's, that's you know, it's interesting how we sometimes we have something in us and it just kind of like stays with us and no matter what road we we take and what journey we decide to embark upon we always come back to that thing that's inside of us and I guess this is your that you've been carrying with you that you have now had the opportunity at this point in time in your life to be able to pursue Yes, you know, and um, and the brighter side of day, which is the name of the project, uh, the production actually, which of course, by the way, we are performing. We've been touring with it, and the shows are just adding on more and more. It's snowballing. We um, we started in D.C. at Blues Alley, and we've been selling out everywhere. The shows have been sold out, and now, of course, we go to the Metropolitan Room in New York City on September the sixth. And there's just one show there because we can move on, um, but it's a 9.30 show. And um, I think there are still tickets available. I'm not sure, but I do know that we've just been enthused by how how it's been embraced. Um, the tour ends at uh, Buckingham Palace in December, and so now it's starting to be more global. But um, it's just, again, that's just one of the many things brighter side of day that we are um, working on right now. But there's some other exciting things, too, because I, you know, the music. I just think when it comes to music, there's so many great, I think there's such great music in all different genres. And um, so, you know, again, we're concentrating on the 40s right now, but there's some other exciting things we're doing, too. Now, tell me. You have had mm-hmm. um, you've had some time on the planet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, and, I have. <laughs> and you have had so many experiences that you have learned so much from. What are some of the lessons you've learned through the different phases of your experience? Um, I think um, more than anything. In any field that you're in, love what you do because I think the passion shows through, and it never it never is work to to me. It's it's something you love to do. I think um, what I've learned through experience is there's nothing like being up there on stage. You know, you can have voice lessons or you can 
you know, dance classes and all those things, everything to, to pretty much ready you for a performance, but there's nothing like true performing. And I think the experience of that, I always, you know, I love the term old school, to tell you the truth, because I think it's an education. You know, I, I see different artists that are so seasoned, and I've had the opportunity to work with, which is, I think is amazing, all different kinds. You know, we would tour, when I was with my sisters, we would tour with Bill Cosby one week in Vegas, and then maybe a Rick James tour <laughs> later that year, and then on to Engelbert Humperdinck, and then on to the Gap Band. <laughs> but I think what I've learned about having diversity is um, entertainment is entertainment. And... Um, I think, you know, a song like, you know, my sister and I and I was blessed to be able to sing a song like We Are Family because it took us to so many different, so many different markets mm-hmm. I mean, globally. And it's pretty much outlived so many different eras. Yes, I have to say that I've, I've gone to basketball games, different types of sporting events, mm-hmm. birthday parties, <laughs> Oh, my goodness, so many different events where We Are Family is always played. And it is just amazing because the words of the song, I guess they resonate with every one of us. And, you know, it's a blessing to be able to have something like that that can not only touch the lives of you and your family, but the families across the world. Yeah, it has. You know, it has exemplified what family means to people. And... I will always be um, feel blessed to be that voice on that song. You know, um, I just recently surprised the Essence Festival. It was Prince's idea, Nile Rodgers' idea, for me to have like total, total silence and not tell anyone. And I surprised the um, the Essence Festival that Prince was appearing at with Nile, and. It just blew. I was the surprise to the crowd, but the crowd, it was embraced so well that it, the surprise was on me. And, you know, when you get that kind of reception, it blew me away. And it makes you feel, wow, you know, this is such a special song. And, again, to be the voice on that song, is, you know, I think I will, I always say it's going to be here when we're long gone. It's like happy birthday. <laughs> Yes, and it's much like when I was talking about the, the life cycle of a, a, a star and um, the massive star, it reaches a point and it splits and it becomes a black hole and it also um, goes into another direction as well, a neutron, I believe it is, a neutron star. And you know that it's infinite. When it goes into a black hole, it's infinite. There is no beginning or end. Mm-hmm. So it's you're, just, it's just yeah. it's timeless. You're right. It's timeless. It's a timeless yes, thing. It's a timeless song. Yes, you know, indeed. And it's, it's opened the doors. What's so crazy about We Your Family is it's opened so many doors because now, you know, there's the next generation that I actually am working on um, executive producing a very exciting uh, television show. Mm-hmm. And we it's in the embryonic stages, but it's still the production, the early production stages, but we're getting some really good traction, and it's not your everyday reality show. It has a very interesting take on it and very strong. And I think it's what is expected from a song like We Are Family. But I actually put it together. uh, Yeah, it's called Stronghold, and um, it's very, very, it's a very strong show. That is amazing. And as you can see, you you can hear I'm playing this song in the background. (laughs) Oh, Okay. Um, Hello? Now, yeah, I'm still here. Can you hear me? Hello. Um, yeah, my other, okay. Now, what I'm trying to to get to is, you know, how is it, because I work with my sister on the show at times, and, and we, mm-hmm. you know, we pull it together, we do what we have to do, we make it work, and we make mm-hmm. it happen. And a lot of people don't understand the dynamics when you're working with your siblings. Give us an idea oh, yeah. of what it was like working with your sisters. It can be crazy. <laughs> I'm going to be very honest with you. You know, we have our ups and downs, and we've had some tumultuous times, too. 
But I think at the end, you know, you have to know that you are family. I think um, there's a saying, significant growth is painful. And I think, you know, it's one thing to be family. And there's another thing to to grow and and have that, your origin, where you're from, grow. I think each generation should grow a little stronger. And, um, and of course, my sister and I, we've had our... We've had our, our moments, yes, and still do, of course. But I think more importantly is what you learn from everything. In mm-hmm. my case, um, some of the things that I have gone through, it's catapulted me to to really not just follow through with some of my ambitions and dreams, but it, it made me be very proactive with them. And mm-hmm. um, I think that's what you can do with it. I think... Like in any family business, yes, you're going to have your drama. You know, I would be crazy to say, oh, we don't have it. We do. I think I always reach back to the fact that what I am always and will always be most proud of is that we we are that song. Mm-hmm. You know, we are those lyrics that um, someone actually wrote it about us. And so I feel like we left that imprint and that message. And I think it doesn't get any better than that. No matter what we do, we will always be known for that. And I have to tell you that, you know, as my daughter was growing up, we were oh. played this song, and she loved the song. And now that she's 25 years old, <laughs> oh, you know, I love to hear that. That just uh-huh. blows me away with like, you know, little kids who weren't even conceived or thought of, and they know uh-huh. that song. Yes, and, you know, it's just amazing to me, you know, because this, like I said, this song is just. It just hits home to what family is about, you know, just being being strong, being a family, being there, and knowing that you, you have each other. That's what, you know, that's the, the, the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Now, my yeah, other question you to know, you. I, I, yeah, go okay. ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was just agreeing with you. Was, you know, oh. it's no matter what. You have to remember that. And, um, and I always feel like that song exemplifies, those lyrics exemplify exactly what that feeling is supposed to be and is. Now, when you first started out, you know, you, you're, you're out of Philadelphia originally? Am I, say that one more time. Are you out of Philadelphia? Philadelphia? Yes, yes, I'm originally from Philly. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. I'm not far from there, so, you know, I travel over there quite often. Yeah. Now, okay. Now, coming out of Philly and, you know, having one image, and then when Nile Rogers picked you up and everything, created a new image, how was that for you? What was that feeling like? Nile was a genius, you know, and, and of course, his late um, music partner, Bernard Edwards, uh, the late Bernard Edwards. They're just geniuses. They were always geniuses. And what they saw was, um, I believe they saw where this group, the band Sister Sledge, could go, not just what we were, you know, we were always a music, a family of music. And they just took it to another level. You know, they gave us this whole hot image with, you know, music that was sexy, that was um, very uh, global, which was, which was, you know, it's interesting because now we hear that word all the time, global, because of, everything with the internet, everything is so much smaller and closer. But in that era, to be international was huge. And they were one of, I think, one of the factors, one of the musicians and producers team that actually bridged that. Um, And I just think that they gave us this whole hot image. Um, Niall, I love him. He actually just challenged me today. (laughs) I just had to do... That's a big ALS ice bucket challenge. Oh, <laughs> really? He did. He challenged me and Bruno Mars, and I, and, um, I just challenged Janelle Monet. But it's funny because, you know, he's like family. He has become like family to me. He's a very special person. And I think, you know, there's certain people like Nile Rogers and Stevie Wonder. They, they are, we are in the midst of geniuses. You know, we, you know, I never take that for granted. I think that um, even then, they were, what, in their 20s, and then they came up with the whole concept of we're family, and, of course, upside down for Diana Ross, and 
all of their hits. And there's still timeless hits. So I think, you know, there's, there's a saying Mozart said, simplicity is genius. And I think that was a whole formula behind Niall Rogers and Bernard Edwards' music. It's just very simple and it's very genius. Now, you talk about, you know, working with uh, people like Stevie Wonder and Niall Rogers. Now, I've always wanted to know what mm-hmm. um, celebrity that you've worked with has really had you starstruck? Starstruck, hands down, Stevie Wonder. I was just like, you know, I tell all my family members, my husband, my dad's like, it's Stevie ever, ever wanted to fall in love. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, we all have a mad crush on him. I think um, I actually, yeah, I think if I had a starstruck moment, I would always be in awe with the music that that man has produced and created and still creating and just you know there are some albums that are my favorites and then every time you think you found your favorite song he comes up with something else that's even stronger but um i would say stevie wonder is one that i've been you know pretty like starstruck and all about and the same with michael jackson um legendary people you know i got a chance in my childhood years, to tour with Michael, with his brothers and with my sisters, and um, that had to be one of the most um, enlightening experiences because he was just this bright light. He was one of the nicest people you could ever meet, and he was just, you know, sheer genius. And just what I—the first word that comes to mind with Michael is just um, kind. He was a kind person. He was a very sincerely kind person and and humble and um and just just I I don't think we'll ever find another. You know, we have some great artists, uh, Whitney Houston, you know, some of them that are of course not with us anymore, but I think those are the ones that really put me in awe. The ones that are Luther Vandross, the ones that I don't ever see will see will never see the likes of them again. I understand what you mean. I really understand what you're saying. It's mm-hmm. how can you put it? Um, I'll, I'll use my daughter again because we're very close and we talk about music a lot. And mm-hmm. she said, "I wish I was born in the '80s, the '70s, and '80s, because you yeah. had some great music then." And she goes, "I'm not, wow. I'm not experienced that yet." And and that made me step back and think. I'm like, well, what was it that was done at that time that's not being done now? Do you have an answer for that? Yeah, that's what it is. I think we were, you know, we. I think it's interesting the music industry, um, and it's always changing. And I think, you know, there was a time when you could recognize a voice right away. You turn on the radio and you go, oh, that's Charday, or oh, that's Sting, or oh, that's Gladys Knight, or oh, that's. Jeffrey Osborne, you recognize his voices. And then we went to this era of the voices started sounding the same, you know, and the production became more important. Like, oh, that's Terry Lewis and Jimmy Jam, and oh, you know, that's Babyface. He recognized the productions became more important than than some of the songs, some of the music, the singers. But mm-hmm. I think there are some singers who will always stand alone, and that's the Luthers and the Whitney's and the entertainers like the Michaels. And, you know, we lost so many great ones in the last decade we have. And I think we only realize it when they're gone. We really realize it. We really realize how amazing these artists are and will always be. That is so true. And And I think that's why I think, you know, they happened around that time and through the 80s, some through the 70s, but, you know, I think we were living in a time, we were living in a time where greatness was um, was was special. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I, I agree with you because mm-hmm. it was just. I mean, when you look back, everything was. I can. It's like brightness. It was like just a bright light. The '80s was like mm-hmm. a bright light of creative activity. 
Mm-hmm. And everybody, were, they did their own thing. It wasn't like they would have to hear the latest record and try to sound like it or get a record like it. They would go in and they would do what they loved and it would be a hit. And you would buy it anyway. You wouldn't have to wait to see if Luther's song was a hit, then I'm going to buy it. You would hear that, wow, you know, Luther's coming out with a CD. I'm just going to go buy it. You mm-hmm. didn't have to, you know, and, and I think that's really, I think, you know, but then I do see artists that that have emerged in this era, like the Jill Scotts and like the Alicia Keys. I see artists that, um, like Alicia Keys, reminds me of Angela Bosil of the era that we, you know, that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. And Angie, my gosh, her music, her, you know, her playing on the piano, and you know, and I think Alicia kind of captures that. And more and more, you get individual individuality with these artists and now because of artists like her that's starting to I think become more more popular mm-hmm. and Alicia belts it out she really does she mm-hmm. she, she great songwriter yeah she belts it out and she just gets into it and and you appreciate that you see the musicianship you see the effort you see the the sincerity in what she's doing and there are some artists that you can, you know, you see them on stage, and you know, like they're just going through the motions. You can see that. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's true. And that's a discredit you can see the true to artistry. Yes, yes, yes. And sometimes that's a discredit to to us, to you know, the fans. And I don't think they get it, but that's not for me to say. That's for them to figure out. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I I think that. Again, like the artistry is what what's missing more and more. But again, we're starting to see that more in, in artists that that stand on their own with their music. Yes, yes, indeed. Now, speaking of of artistry and, and music, you are still making it happen. You have um, some music coming out that um, I we. Yes, yes, and I have to tell you, I listen to your, uh, I mean, a little, a lot. Yeah, you like it? it? Yes, I do. <laughs> I love a little, a lot. Thank you. I a little, really, a lot, somebody just said to me not so long ago, it's like the songs we used to know, and that makes me feel really good. Yeah, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a little, a lot for our listeners, and they can get okay. a feel of what you sound like now, because oftentimes people believe that when an artist gets older, they still don't have it. But we don't prove them <laughs> wrong, okay? Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we go.
I have to say thank you. Wow. Thank you. You like it? <laughs> I love it. You know, it's interesting. Oh. Um, I went to high I went to a performing arts high school in Brooklyn, um, in New York mm-hmm. and I went to high school with people like Will Downing and, and D train and, and those people. And, um, it's funny cause D train was someone that we only knew for, you know, his disco hits. And right. I happened to be at a church one Sunday and I heard him sing something other and it blew me away because he showed that he had talent beyond what we could imagine. And wow, isn't that amazing? I know. Yes. People and much get like, and much like you. I mean you thank have, you. Yes, you have done the R and B, the rock. You are showing us that you are so versatile, that you are more than just that um, we are family singer. You are an Thank amazing you. artist. Thank oh, you so much. And I, you know, it's, I'm always feeling you know, I feel gracious when I hear this because, um, you know, you, when you do this all your life, it is interesting. You should say that because a lot of people they may just know you for one type of music, and it really was one reason why I felt very compelled, <laughs> really, to do other music. I felt like you know, not just the '40s. With what we're doing with Billie Holiday and the Brighter Side of Day and the whole jazz thing, but when I heard a little a lot, I just felt like, wow, this song is—it's about love. It's about you have to cry a little, just to laugh a lot. You have to give a little, just to have a lot. And I heard the lyrics, and it, I had to sing it. And I felt—I talked to um, the producer, songwriter Carvin Hagens, who wrote and produced it. And Carvin's really really well-known for he and his partner, um, his music partner, Ivan Barales. They're known for all the music Soul Child stuff and so really, really, you know, Grammy Award-winning things out of Philadelphia. They're based. And Carvin played it for me, and I was like, whoa, I got to sing that song. So, you know, it's always really special to me when I hear people like yourself say they love it. And I get that. It's interesting. They they don't say they like it. They say, I love it. And so that's how I feel about it, too. That's excellent. It's our latest. It's my latest release. And, um, it, we, you know, we just found out it got five-star rating on iTunes. Excellent. It's very exciting. Isn't that cool? <laughs> that is. Excited. That really is cool. Now, in addition to singing, you also, you know, you're a goodwill ambassador and you're on the board of um, directors. What are those functions that you hold and how do you manage to do that with everything else? Well, with the, I'm on the board of directors with the Weir Family Foundation that Nile Rogers, of course, founded and started with his um, business partner and um, colleague Nancy Hunt. And um, the Weir Family Foundation is... I can't even, I don't even know where to begin, but they've done so many things as far as bringing and cultivating new world leaders um, that start at the ages from 16 up, maybe younger than that, but they take them under their wings and they're called global team leaders. And they bring them into like just pretty much from all over the world once a year and help them to realize their dreams, not only that, but they've built schools. We're a family foundation. We've built schools around the world. And it's just the whole, I guess you could say, it's the whole act of giving back. And Niall has, you know, he's realizing this dream and he's helping people reach their dreams. And so I'm on the board of directors of the We're Family Foundation. And yes, um, the Goodwill Ambassadorship for Antigua Barbuda, that just happened because I, you know, I wanted to give back and I was there and I met with a board of tourism there and it started out with a project that we were doing and it just snowballed and then since I would um, always go over and, and lead different causes that they had it could start with it could be something like cleaning up their beaches you know they have 365 beaches <laughs> one for wow. every day of the year wow. isn't that amazing and so it's, it's, and it, it is it's pretty cool because we basically again it's a way to take that song and have it wear a different hat. You know, everyone 
laws and knows we are family, and I felt like, well, let's use it as a tool to make awareness forever for whatever we need it to be. So, you know, it gives it gives me a chance to put on the philanthropic hat and 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 and, and do what I think that song is meant to do. Okay, and you you're also finishing up a book. Tell us about that. Mm-hmm. I know you know. I think everyone has a story to tell, and in my story, um, of course, it's intertwined with my life. But at the same time, I felt let's take it to a different place, and just I think if we don't learn through life, then you know that's the whole journey itself is learning, and so. No means next is basically based on all the things that I've learned through this through this lifetime and um just different adages and different bits of advice and different you know just all put together. I just compiled them and it started really it started with me compiling things on my blackberry and then on my iPhone and then I just said, "Well, you know this is pretty interesting. I need to share this and um that was the birth, and that was the beginning of No Means Next. So just keep listening out because you will be hearing more. And okay. It's a very exciting, and it's a very, a very personal and close project. Okay, that's that's excellent and amazing because it takes a lot, a lot of um, yourself when you put something on paper. You really you expose yourself, you let people in to places that normally they probably wouldn't be able to touch. Yeah, I think, and you know, it's been therapeutic too, because I think, I would recommend it for everyone. I do believe that we all have a story to tell, and I do believe that you'd be surprised how many people you can touch with your story and how many, and how helpful it is. And, you know, even if it's one person, (laughs) that's... Mm -hmm. But one more than you know, than not being able to do that. And um, Les Brown, I'm a huge fan of the uh, motivational speaker Les Brown, and you know he has um he has a book, one of his first books called Live Your Dreams. And I have he poses it. a question. Yes, you know that book. I love it. Yes, yeah. He talks yes. about how you know, you know, when he poses a question with one of the greatest resources in the world. And people think, well, gold mines or diamond mines or, you know, the, the wheat hills of the Midwestern America. And he said, no, actually, it's a graveyard because there lies poems and stories and songs and books that we'll never hear. So the time is now to do it, you know, because it's just for a minute that we're here. So basically, just, you know, live your dreams. And that's really what gave me the incentive and motivated me to take no means next to the next place. I, I feel you. I really feel you in that one, and you're absolutely yeah. right. I mean, you, we, our time here is, is, is just a flash, and why yeah. not leave a legacy for people to remember, to be able to mm-hmm. even, you know, live, make a change in their own lives based on something that you share with the world. This can be one small thing, but that one small thing can be life-changing to the next person. And it, even it's funny that I keep going back to brighter side of day. And one, like when we sold out at um, the show, sold out in D.C. last week or a couple of weeks ago, actually. And when I came backstage, I was talking to someone in the dressing room, and I felt I was thrilled that it had such a great reception. But I was even happier for Billie Holiday. Because I felt like, wow, you know, we, you know, we always get to hear the heavy story about her and the glass in the hand and the needle in the arm. But actually, people just celebrated her music that night. And when you leave, when you see brighter side of day, you leave with a whole different feeling. You don't feel heavy. You feel lifted. You feel like, wow, this woman was legendary. Yeah. And so again, like I feel like, whoever you touch with your story, be it through a book or through music or through a production, you know, you're 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 touching them, you're changing lives. Yes, you're absolutely right. And the also interesting part about Billie Holiday is her life in general. She has she had an amazing life. And mm-hmm. other than the she last did, didn't she? 
Yes, other than the last images that we see, that is by no means any indication of who she was and what her life was about. That's right. It didn't define her. I always say me and she still won because I bet you she had no idea that we'd be talking about her like years from now, you know. And again, it's back to the earlier comment that we made about some of the great people that we've mm-hmm. had in this lifetime while we're here. We really don't realize it until they're not with us. And, yeah. you know, the, I think their legend outlives who they are. Yes, like I said, the the life cycle of a star. We've talked about the life cycle of several stars, massive stars that have gone on. However, they have gone into the, you know, the infinity. So their legacy, their works, everything that they've done has lasted throughout the test of time and has, I mean, and it's funny how, when it when you hear it, it's not modified or changed. It remains in its original state. Yeah, and so true. And it's really interesting. We are family remains in its original state each and every time you hear. I know, isn't that that just blows me away? To this day, people ask me, "Do I ever get tired of singing family?" And the answer to that is absolutely not, because every time I sing it, it's always new. It's always new to someone who's hearing it that particular time, that day, that moment. And it and it and the special feeling that it gives is always gonna be a unique new one because it's it's always, you know, it's it's never the same moment. <laughs> you know, it might be the same song but it captures a, a different moment each time. And um I don't think you can. What's so crazy is Weird Family was recorded in one take. A lot of people don't know that. Um, because it was, it was meant fun. to be. I see, yeah, it was meant to be. That's so perfect how you put that because I, I I wasn't allowed to hear it until it was time to perform it, and that was just the way they worked. You know, they felt, uh, Niall and Bernard felt that they wanted to capture the spontaneity, so they didn't want it to sound too rehearsed or too learned. And, and so, you know, when we got the song, I, of course, they taught me the verses, as I sang it, but then with the ad lib, they just said, "Okay, go, just sing it." And I believe to this day that's what makes the song so special, because it was spontaneous. There was a magic captured that I don't think you can capture if it was too rehearsed. <laughs> okay, now I have a question. It's going to be two questions. If okay. you could speak to the you now, could speak to the younger you, what would you tell yourself? To the younger generation? No, to the younger you. If you can go to back the younger me. me. Yes. Oh, I would say, I would say honestly, I would say don't be afraid to step out. You know, I think coming up in a group, I was always not. I wouldn't say afraid, but I was always, I always felt responsible. I always felt. It's funny because I sometimes felt like maybe Michael went through that when you are the signature voice in a group, you feel guilty that. The producer always wants you to sing most of the hits. You feel responsible. You feel. But what I've learned is that you have to be. Um, you have to stand in your own skin and 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 know that God gives you a gift. And I remember hearing, I think, a quote by Beyonce once. She actually said, "I can't help it if I'm the lead singer." And I felt for her because I said, you know, sometimes when you're a signature voice, you know, you you're led to believe that you know, you're not that special. So what I've learned is that there are lots of singers out there with signature voices like Smokey Robinson with the Miracles or Lionel Richie with the Commodores or Michael or Beyonce, and they are special. And the, and I think, think that I was growing up, you know, and I, I've learned that God gives you gifts so I would tell the younger me to stand strong in your gift because it is just that and and share it and and be very humbled and blessed that it is there. <laughs> and, you know, that's what I would tell the younger me. Okay. The other question I'm going to ask you is the grown Kathy pledge. Mm-hmm. What do you want to tell the world today? I would say I'm just getting started. 
<laughs> okay. I really would. I'm just getting started. It's funny because um, I think, you know, isn't it it's so funny how we wish we knew then what we know now, but I feel like, well, I do know it now. <laughs> and okay. I feel like um, it's always, it's you know, I think there's a saying, if not you, then who? If not now, then when? And so I'm I'm very excited about some of the things that are taking place, and I'm watching them, like, just snowball overnight. And I'm feeling really good and blessed, and I, I say that sincerely because, you know, I think that um, you have to know from where these blessings come. And, um, yeah, that's what I would say right now, mm-hmm. that I'm just getting started. <laughs> and I'm embracing the gift. That's excellent because, you know, it takes, sometimes it takes us a minute to realize that this is mm-hmm. a blessing and that's I right. have to embrace it. That's right. You must embrace it because it is that and it's a gift mm-hmm. and you have to know. And I think that we all have gifts. We have to find what that is. You know, once you find like, you know, um, you know, the purpose driven life, once you find that purpose, you have to walk and stand in it, you know. Yes. Otherwise, you have, you're not being true to yourself. Right, and I've also heard that God gives you the gift to share with the world because that's his way of telling the world how much he loves them. Wow, that's such a cool way of putting it, and that's so true. I totally agree with that. Yes, I agree. <laughs> so, And you have been an example of just that through your music, and you know, the music speaks for itself, so there's not much more we can say. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. I appreciate everything. Yes. Well, it was indeed a pleasure having you. Now, please tell us once again um, where you're going to be sh- um, having the one-day showing of Brighter Day. Well, it's of course, it's going to be at the Metropolitan Room, Um September the 6th, there's only one show, 9.30 show. There is talk about adding on another show. The tickets are going pretty fast. And, again, mm-hmm. it's such an experience. Um, if you wanted to see what it's like to be propelled in that era with the amazing musicianship and the music and the legends, that's the place to be on September the 6th. <laughs> oh, and it's excellent. in, of course, New York City. Oh, excellent. Um, now, where else can we find you? I mean, YouTube, Facebook, all those other places. Yes, you can. You can find me everywhere in social media. Um, of course, Facebook and YouTube and um, Instagram and, of course, Twitter. So mm-hmm. pretty much everywhere is Kathy Sledge. Of course, the website, com. And there's, you know, the website for Billie Holiday for the brighter side of day for the production is brightersideofday.com. Now, I would love to have you come back if you, you know, if your schedule permits so we can chat some more because this has just been so entertaining and so much fun. Well, thank you, and I would love to. <laughs> thank oh, you for great. having me. You're quite welcome. So, like right. I said, we talked about the stages of a star and, you know, the life cycle of a star. And as you know, a star never leaves the sky. It's always there. So, therefore, Kathy's Legend star shines bright, and it will continue to shine bright until we close our eyes. So, I mean, you can't. Thank you, you so much. You're, you're quite welcome. And you can't, it doesn't get any more pronounced than that because of the simple fact that we are all stars. We all have the ability to shine brightly. We have to embrace the gifts that we've been given, and we have to accept them and not be afraid to share them because that's 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 where the the true gift is in sharing. So to all my listeners, I want to... I want to thank each and every one of you for joining us tonight. I want to thank Kathy Sledge for taking the time out to sit with us and share her story and her music. It has indeed been a pleasure. And as I always tell each and every one of you, you know, take care of yourself. Live your dreams. Just step out and do it. It doesn't matter. You can look crazy, but it's you doing what you love to do. So who cares? Enjoy yourself. Be well. And God bless. Thank you. Thank you.
That's our show for today. So until next time, keep it real, listen, learn, and live. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.